1: All right, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome in. It's the Ken Miller Show on a Tuesday. Trent Condon and myself with you for the next two hours. Then later on, Jimmy B joins TC as they get you home this afternoon from 4 until 6. Coming up on the program today... Uh, You will hear these guests, by the way, on the Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Two locations, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines and 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Zubin Mahente from ESPN will join us. Uh, He's our only guest in the first hour. Then Mitch Holtis is going to join us as he does every day during the month of August. Well, for the most part, right? We get to the last week of the month.
2: Yeah, we'll get up to I believe the twenty fourth will be our last trading camp report.
1: Daily report. Yes, and then we get them weekly on
2: Thursday. Starting, uh, well, what would that be? The sixth would be uh, the I'd... of the sixth of September. Of September before week one. Well, Very nice. That Thursday is the opener.
1: And they'll cut the ribbon. Yes. And by the way, we uh, get to another checkpoint in that quest to get to that point on the calendar today. As Hard Knocks debuts tonight, <laughs> uh-huh. and that's one of the checkpoints for me. Uh, the first or uh, the second Tuesday in the month of August, it's the Cleveland Browns in the spotlight. Maybe I get carried away. If I do, well, I'm not apologizing because I get carried away, right? I got carried away with Johnny Football on Friday. And uh, by the way, I wasn't alone watching that game. Huge, uh, relatively speaking, sure. putting it in context, big, big numbers. Watch the uh, Johnny Manziel. Uh, He watched him implode on ESPN2 last week. But Hard Knocks tonight uh, coming up at 9 o'clock. It's the Cleveland Browns. It should be fun. I think it's a great series. It always, at least, you know, not that you need to get ready for football, but just kind of, you know, um, gets you in the mood a little bit easier, I guess. So football tonight with Hard Knocks coming up tonight at 9 and then full-fledged Thursday night uh, with NFL preseason. Uh, It is upon us And excited about it. But that's the same time, Trent. I don't want to overlook baseball because the Javi Baez show is coming to a city near you. And uh, last night that city was in Kansas City. And the Cubs fans made their way down there in mass. I'm not surprised that they did. Uh, With the proximity to Des Moines, I would like to have seen the I-35 North coming home from uh, KC last night after the game. Because I'm assuming... That there were a number of folks that got home awful late last night, especially after the rain delay, went down to see their team, uh, and they weren't disappointed. And Baez put on a show at the plate, and certainly in the field, he made a play. Trent, um, and I know you've seen it. Just uh, you know, as um, as day, um, why can't I think of the guy's name? Um, the pitcher, Len Casper's partner, Deshays, um, mentioned last night. Somebody asked him, "What? Well, what's Javi Baez's best defensive, best position defensively? Whatever one he's playing, wherever you put him, wherever you put him, that's the answer, right? Is
2: the talk of him being the most valuable player in the National League? Is it gaining steam?"
1: Well, after last night, it was, and his first two at bats were atrocious. I mean, he looked like Javi Baez, the rookie again, swinging right. at balls in the dirt, a foot off the plate. I mean, the slider was just—he just looked like he'd never seen that pitch before.
2: But that's what you get with Javi Baez. You do. You, you the peaks and valleys mm-hmm. are still very imminent. What and then his
1: mean? third, then his third at bat of the night to clear the center field fence. Yes,
2: and no doubter, and just right—he's an incredible player. He is. And when you put together. Who are the other ones that make sense? I don't like... MVP candidates you're MVP talking? MVP candidates in the National League. I personally don't Arenado? like... Arenado? Okay. Freeman? Freddie Freeman, sure.
1: atlantas they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to make the playoffs. They should.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, do you go Reese Hoskins? I like,
1: I like him a lot for the Phillies. I really do.
2: Great rookie year last yes, year. Yes, he's a, a nice close player. Start, but he has mm-hmm. really turned it on as the Phillies mm-hmm. have started to gain traction in the NL. It's there's not a clear cut guy. Nope. Even though a guy that's been really hot since the All Star break, Bryce Harper. But yeah, his team. Yeah. And unless they come back and win that division or get a playoff spot, I think that's difficult. There's not a lot of candidates and, and people that look at Javi Baez and I think it was maybe Buster Olney. When this first was being bandied mm-hmm, about, before, mm-hmm. well, back in probably June, well, and the guy would never has had this bad of an on-base percentage. Has even been in the conversation for, well, this is a different kind of year. It is. This isn't. A There's year no clear cut right? No, where you just look at the triple crown categories, and, right? Well, all right, we're going to give it to yeah. this
1: guy. Look, look, you make a case for Joey Votto. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to win it, but you can. That that to your point, that's the kind of year that we're that we're witnessing unfold in front of us. Um yeah ba- Baez last night was just amazing with the glove at the plate and and particularly when you couple that with just how atrocious he looked in in his first two at bats and they had the rain delay and for maybe that's what it took for him to you know to get his mind right or whatever but but he's carrying this team right now he really is he's carrying this team both defensively play him at short play him at second. Play him at third with Chris Bryant out. Bodie's been good when he's come in. Uh, it's a fun Cubs team to watch. Now, I'm not sure that's going to be the case tonight, although I like Montgomery. I like what he does for this team. He's um, he's just one of those gamers, right? He'll take the ball. He'll If you need him to start, uh, if you need him to long relief, if you need him to whatever, Madden's going to ask of him um, uh, in the weeks to come here. He's willing to do that for you. But, um, boy, the Cubs fans took over Kauffman Stadium last night. Pretty fun ball game. Ended late with the uh, with the delay. That wasn't a a lengthy. That wasn't more than an hour. Maybe forty five minutes, something like that. that
2: Sounds
1: right. Uh, But um, but a fun night. Now, conversely, you know, we talked about yesterday prior to early in the show. We talked about your twins. Yes. And if they had any chance, they probably needed to sweep this four games uh, a series against Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trenton got blown out. And, And it's not a surprise that they got blown out, but.
2: Cause I think a little bit with who was on the mound, though.
1: Well, Bauer's on the mound. On the other hand, and he's really good. But I agree with you. Gibson's yeah. been into Gibson's had a nice year.
2: You didn't think you were going to get blown out of that?
1: Game. No, I that to, to that. No, I didn't, wasn't sure that they would. You know, that Gibson was able going to put it in the. You know, just go out there and dominate mm-hmm. a pretty good. There's some. There's some punch on that Indians team.
2: There is, and are they more more likely to to make a run than I think people are giving them credit for? Because the Talk- first- conversations always yeah. the essential
1: thing. Right. Talked about this on Sunday night baseball. Uh and, and I agreed with them that that they think of all the teams that are look like they're going to get into the playoffs, they focused in on the one that's flying under the radar the most. And to your point, it was that their, their the answer to their question was the Cleveland Indians. So yeah, maybe. I mean, Look, they got some, they got some pitchers. They do. They've got some pop. We know that. Great bullpen. Um, that a can terrific be bullpen. Miller's
2: finally back. Andrew Miller.
1: Yeah, and he's always, this is his walk here, isn't it? I think is it? it is. Okay. I, I, now I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it is. Or maybe it's Allen's walk here. Okay. It's one of the big guns at the back of that bullpen that they're going to have to, you know, come to the uh, bring their checkbook if they well, want to get and him back. back.
2: Maybe that's the reason they went out and got Brad Hand. Yeah. They gave up some prospects yeah. in turn to do that mm-hmm. because they know the back end's going to look a lot different going forward but mm-hmm. but think of a the bullpen and that's any more in playoff baseball oh. isn't that where you have to start yes you start with
1: it's different in the playoffs than it is yeah. in the regular season it takes on such a different role to your point Cody Allen uh-huh Brad Hand yeah
2: Andrew Miller mhm Neil Ramirez a really good lefty specialist
1: where was he before that Pittsburgh yes you're okay. right Pittsburgh yes
2: uh Otero's not bad they can piece together, but then you couple it with a rotation of Kluber, star. Yeah. Carrasco, star. Mm-hmm. Bauer. Carrasco goes tonight, I think. Yes.
1: Yeah, Bauer, Bauer, Bauer was great last night.
2: And then Clevenger as your four? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, how
1: many times are you going to need him? Right. Right? Um, yeah, that that's pretty salty. I take,
2: take that bullpen mm-hmm. certainly over what the Red Six have. I, I still don't trust that bullpen. As good as they have been. Yeah. That's. I like the Yankees bullpen a lot more. I like the Indians bullpen mm-hmm. a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the Astros bullpen more. I mean, you. Yeah, the... you know what? I'm anxious
1: to see. I'm j- because I, I think they made a mistake with Osuna. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, look, I'm all for second chances, but bring him into that clubhouse. Uh, and I'm not sure if you could have brought him in, in, into any of the 29 other teams, not named Toronto, and and made that go smoothly because. He accepted 75 games. Yes. He willingly said, okay, I deserve 75. When I think the bar was set at 30, right? That was Chapman. Was Chapman the high at that point? 30. What did they get familiar with last year? How many did he serve? Uh, when he was with the Mets, I don't
2: remember, but I remember Chapman. I, I think you're right on thirty.
1: Right, but it was one. nowhere near 75. And Osuna yes. said, "Yeah, I give me the 75," and that's still to play out in court, and that's coming in September. So this is a team that's in first place. They're the defending world champions. A team that's got everything going for them. Now I know they're hurt. There's a lot of injuries right now on this Astros team, but they've got a lot of they've got uh, you know a lot of weeks left in the season before we get to the, October. And Roberto Osuna is as good a young closer as there is in the game. Fastest to 100 saves in MLB history. But he's a domestic abuser. And I don't know how you get past that, Trent. I really and truly don't. Every one of the teammates, in particular two of the leaders, called out one of their teammates earlier this year. Now granted, he was making his way through their system. He hadn't arrived uh, in the major leagues yet. But they just... I mean, Justin Verlander ripped him, and now you got a guy walking into your clubhouse who accepted 75 games, and and I know that they said they did their homework, but the case hasn't even gone to court yet.
2: And as you said, it'll be happening in September. Yes, and they're going to have to answer for this all over again. These details will come out, and then you get to the playoffs, and the questions for whatever team they're playing in the divisional round. All well, those beat guys will be asking those questions, mm-hmm. and you get the national guys that are coming in. That story is going—at first, when he brought this up, as the trade was going down, I thought, you oh, know, they're going to have time to get through it. But the more that I've reflected upon it, there's going to be a lot of steps, and I didn't realize the September part with the yeah. the impending trial that's going to be happening, is he bouncing back and forth? Where Where is the trial? Is it Toronto. In... It's going to be in Toronto, yeah. okay? So he's back and going back and forth to do that, mm-hmm. it's— a lot stickier situation than I initially realized.
1: You know, it's a, it's it's something that uh, I, I think Houston um, will look back on this as you know, yeah, he's a great player, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he get past the baggage. So, uh, anyways, uh, we segue, and it's tough to move from domestic abuse. so I'm going to take a full stop have State media day today, Trent. It um, I, I listened to it uh, to Matt Campbell's uh, press conference from earlier. Not a lot of news came out, I don't think. At least I didn't hear anything that was newsworthy. And and you know, normally you don't. I think the one thing that kind of stuck with me out of anything was you know just the glowing reports and uh, on on Kyle Kemp and what a different, more confident quarterback that he looks at this year. and And you know, and it's been my theory and my take uh, throughout the weeks leading up to football, is this is the first time in his college career, and it's quite a lengthy career at this point, that he goes into spring, he comes out of spring, he does all the summer work, goes into fall camp as the guy. This is my offense. This is my team. This is and apparently, um, the proof is. I hate to use that cliche, but Campbell sees that. You know, Campbell sees the benefits of, of Kyle Kemp finally being that guy and, more importantly, knowing he's that guy.
2: You know, one of the negatives, I guess, if you will, of Kyle Kemp has been doesn't have the strongest uh, arm armor. strength. right? And you go back to the bowl game a year ago, there were, there were some duck snorts mm-hmm. hanging out there. Mm-hmm. Well, he got that cleaned up. No, I. He's not going to be Dan Marino. He's not no. going to be out there slinging it with the best of them.
1: No, you want to be able to hear the ball cutting through the air like yes. you can hear some quarterbacks. It's
2: it's not Pat Mahomes, right? It's not that kind of. It's not a
1: Jay Cutler release.
2: But it's not going to be uh, the the pop gun pop gun arm that you saw no. a year ago. Uh-uh. It's going to be improved upon that.
1: And it's between the years too.
2: Yes, and you couple that with a guy that got thrust into a situation that everybody. Everybody thought was impossible outside of the We people. thought
1: we I been trying to go back a year. What was our take? They're playing the wrong guy. Zeb Nolan. We, needs to get the start. There's
2: no chance you have. You do not have a chance <laughs> in hell of beating Oklahoma on the road with a backup yeah. quarterback. Get the young guy a shot. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. You go from there. It's a learning experience. Yeah, it was he,
1: for us. We, now, we learned that day that Matt Campbell knows more about his team than the two blowhards <laughs> talking sports on 1700.
2: <laughs> shocker. Right? Shocker. He went out there. Played incredibly well. Big second half, the comeback, the throw to Lazard in the yeah. end zone to win it. He made the plays. Now that guy has experience. Uh-huh. Now that guy is the guy.
1: Big time experience in big football games against the best they have in the Big Twelve. TCU.
2: That There's defense, another one. Yeah, got it done. Mm-hmm. Bowl game on a road game, if you will.
1: No, it was 50-50, it it was 50 was, but it was yeah, it was in, in Memphis. Stadium. Right, it's their home
2: stadium. And he beat a very good Memphis Uh And we're seeing Anthony Miller, just how good he was.
1: Right. And keep going back to that, Trent. PV PV ate his lunch that day.
2: This uh, this is setting up to be a special year. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt in my mind. There is everything in front of them. It isn't a bunch of, we played this game before. If and if. They can turn
1: these close losses. If only this happened and it goes this way this year. They've got talent. They're past those games, Trent. It's if the eye test.
2: A, if they find a pass rush and they get some good play out of this court. right? No. It is this team yeah. has talent up front. Most loaded Iowa State team
1: since I've been doing sports talk radio in Des Moines.
2: Their line looks different. They look like mm-hmm. a big-time college they football do. offensive and defensive line. They mm-hmm. have the dudes now.
1: Mm-hmm. And Willie Harvey and, and and Spears were terrific last year. And PV's all-conference. Um, DeAndre Payne. Ruth, they've yes. got some guys, Trent. They've got some guys. They've got maybe the best run—one of the best running backs in college football in David Montgomery.
2: And a slew of guys behind him mm-hmm. that they're excited with, that can do a lot of different mm-hmm. things. That was the takeaway that I that I took, is they were talking about that backup spot. And look, Montgomery's not going to take 380 carries this year. Uh, uh, no, no with the depth that you have in the physical nature that he runs with, you got to figure there's going to be times where not only does he need a blow, but you're also, you don't want to wear this guy into the ground early in the season. So because of that, it was not, this is our system. This is what we're going to do. This is another reason I like Matt Campbell so much is it is adjusting to what they have. And that's what they said. They're building packages around these different guys. If it's DeWangu. We're going to go here. If it's Conley, we're going to go here. All these different guys. Mike Warren, he's going to get it. And you're playing to each of these guys' strengths. That's the way I believe every coaching Mm -hmm. staff should be. Not the case very often. No. Another reason to like Matt Campbell.
1: No, no doubt. Uh the one guy he was asked about who has stood out so far, and you know, you take a you when you go over the uh roster of receivers that they have and they got some guys there. I mean Landon Acres is a burner, Deshante Jones. I keep waiting for him to break out. I we he teased us in his freshman year. Uh we know about Hakeem Butler. Uh, Carson Epps, the guy he talked about today, Trent, Matthew Eaton, who's got Mm -hmm. some size to him as well. And and that's a guy that, uh, for whatever reason, when I think about Iowa State's receiving core, you know, he's not the first name that comes to mind. But he was the first name out of Matt Campbell's mouth here today, so he's having a good camp. He's a senior. Butler and Eaton, Deshante Jones, uh, there's some talent on this team, Trent. And if that offensive line, and, and Campbell talked about it today, and I don't think he's just... I don't think it's coach speak with him. I really believe that if his offensive line had work to do, he'd say that. And he didn't come out and say that they're, they're that they're a finished product by any means. Mm-hmm. But from where they were when he first got there, now in year number three, he's watching this offensive line look like a Big Twelve, look like a college football power five O line for the first time
2: in a long time. Depth is building, mm-hmm. and I love the flexibility that they have now with Julian Good Jones. You can play him inside. Maybe Colin Newell, when the lights come on and the red shirt freshman, uh, maybe he's not quite right. right. You know what? We can put a guy that has started double-digit games at the center position. We can move him back out there. And they have that kind of flexibility. Flex. Listen to any NFL offensive line or offensive coordinator or coach, and, and they will tell you offensive line flexibility is so important because injuries happen up front. Guys get dinged. And to have guys that can play multiple positions up there is such a big, big factor. Iowa State now has that with good Jones. They can move him in, out, wherever they need him. That's a nice thing to have. And you mentioned the wide receiver ranks. haven't even talked about the freshman coming in. Skates, maybe one of the highest-rated players they've ever got. You've
1: been talking about him for a while, yeah.
2: Milton, who redshirted last Mm -hmm. year, and has got rave reviews going back to the spring. Mm -hmm. He's got Jones
1: in front of him, but still, I agree with you. He'll see the field.
2: Again, the depth of this team. That's why it's so different. It's not just... You know what? They got a really nice receiver in Todd Blythe and a good quarterback. No, <laughs> right. we're talking about a bunch of guys, uh-huh. and one injury isn't going to derail the season. Mm-hmm. One bad play is not going to derail things. They have so many different guys they can plug in. It's different in Iowa State.
1: It is. It's um. It's different to talk about it in those terms, but they've arrived. I think. I think this is. You know what I've. You know what I'm on record. This is a really good team. Drink. See on you in Dallas. Well, I'm, I, they could. They absolutely could. We will take a timeout. Z- uh, Zubin Mehente, ESPN, joins us next. Trent and I will keep you until 2 o'clock. Hawkeye swarm late in the program today, about one twenty-five. You and Doc Fuller are going to take a look at a couple of the best teams that uh, the Hawks have fielded over the years 85 and 2004 Uh, that's coming up at about one thirty. Trent and I will uh, be back after these messages with our buddy Zubin Mahente from ESPN it's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG Afternoons we talk sports on 1700
0: with Jimmy B and TC Des Moines savviest sports duo on the Big Talker 1700
2: KBGG An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Are you looking for a way to give back to the community and have some fun at the
1: same time? The Timothy Yates Hagen Humanitarian Foundation has an event for you. The third annual Tim Hagen Golf Classic will be held at Copper Creek Golf Course in Pleasant Hill on August the 25th at 8 a.m. Up to 25 four-player teams will compete with proceeds going towards pancreatic cancer research at John Hopkins. Water sustainability efforts in Tanzania through Save the Rain and Dream Team Des Moines. Sign up now at tyhfoundation.org. Spots are going fast. Looks
0: like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils.
3: Let's log on to Google and play. That's 729 or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R.
0: Roof it once, roof it right, right.
1: Call us today at 800-QUICKEN
2: or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only Valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply.
4: Ready for school? Uh-huh. Time for a target run. Get savings on everything you need for day one. Like putting the love in lunch. Grab Oscar Mayer Lunch Meat on sale, two for $6, and kick mess to the curb with a free $5 gift card when you buy two household essentials like cleaning or paper products. And for your fur babies, grab treats like Minties or Blue Buffalo for just 9 dollars Get in, out, and on your way to fall. Target run and done. Pricing my vary restrictions may apply.
2: What type of people will create a world without type 1 diabetes? We're the lift each other up type the more determined than you think type the type that will walk for life-changing research
4: and stop at nothing
2: until type 1 becomes type none join a JDRF walk near you so one day you could say I helped turn type 1 into type none take the first step at walk.jdrf.org Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family, and condo townhouse sales. Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you
3: home. Hey guys, Trent
2: Cotton and back here once again Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight Gain endurance during workouts And one of the biggest things Have energy all day long No more lulls during the afternoon Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines And all summer long, give it away iCubs tickets Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. All right, let's go. Let's go.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Huge bus. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: back, Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and myself take you up until 2 o'clock. Mitch Holt is coming up at about 1.10. Uh, We'll do some Hawkeye Swarm later. You ever get a song in your head? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. Uh, And you know what mine is, because I I cannot... The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald of all the songs... (laughs) I don't even like it, I don't think. But I heard it coming in, I couldn't turn it off, and I can't stop... Anyways,
2: listen to that stupid song in a history class in high school.
1: It, of it was in history,
2: history class, yeah, to find out more about
1: the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald.
2: Exactly. Thank you, Gordon Lightfoot. He's a Canadian boy. You know. Yes, he is.
1: The proud Canadian lad, uh, Zuba Mahente joins us. He's not from there, but he's uh, from New Jersey, New York, New New Jersey, right? that is correct yeah born <laughs> raised New Jersey Rutgers grad uh now applying his trade at ESPN in Bristol Connecticut
5: hello Zubonenegra song stuck in your head not so much but I will tell you what stuck in my head for sure um you know uh we came in Saturday there was so much great stuff that happened this weekend whether it was Yankee Sox. I mean, even down two guys, I'm not even kidding. Nobody's talking about this. Even the Rico Women's British Open had an unbelievable ending. You're right. Nobody's talking a, about it. Nobody's talking about it. We won't either. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but the thing um, that really stuck in my head is I walked in at 1 o'clock on Saturday. We sat down and was doing Sports Center right before the enshrinement ceremony. Mm-hmm. And then after the enshrinement ceremony, it was a double shift on Saturday. And I remember I sat down and our producers just said, lead story, whatever T.O. says. And in some ways, Um, No matter what else is happening, there's a ton of stuff happening this weekend. And in some senses, um, I think maybe there were some unintended consequences. I hear everybody that's been in the hall say he'll regret what he did. Mm -hmm. But I think in some quarters, I was surprised to see how many people agreed with what he did um, and was cool with it. But I will tell you, three seventeen, I sat there at work. It was going to be our lead story no matter what. (laughs) And I just sat there and I watched the entire thing. From end to end, I didn't think I probably would, but when the moment came, I was tuned in. I was locked in. You know, it's
1: funny you say that, Zubin, because it and maybe I put out bad information yesterday because I told our audience that uh, that I looked at uh, at ESPN on the NFL Network and I could not find uh, coverage of uh, Terrell Owens' speech. Are you telling me I missed it somehow? No, I think you were right. We just had
5: an internal feed there. Gotcha. We were in Chattanooga, okay. you know, because we knew it was going to be uh, a thing for a while, and he planned it, and the 317 Eastern Time starred and mm-hmm. all of yep. that. Um, but I was just, I thought to myself, you know, is he really doing this for himself? What's the situation here? And there's a million factors, a million reasons. Um, you know, was he was he misguided? Is he angry at the voters and taking it out at the hall? Is it petty on his part? Like, where do you fall? But at the end of the day, no matter where it was, I just thought to myself, as soon as he started talking... I'm going to be there, and I was mm-hmm. way more interested than I ever thought I would
1: be. <laughs> Interesting. No, look, he did it his way. I give him credit for doing that. Um, you know, I, 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 like a lot of people think that one day he'll look back and, you know, maybe, um, maybe he think to himself that maybe he did miss out on an opportunity. Look, to, to me, the, the 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 show was stolen by Jerry Kramer. Uh, just as long as uh, how long he had to wait. And Zubin, I've said this uh, over the days, and I know my audience is or our audience is sick of a, me saying it, but. I truly believe it that it, it might have given younger NFL fans an opportunity to go and you know do a little homework on these Green Bay Packers teams and on Lombardi and all those guys that played in Green Bay, um, and an appreciation maybe of you know what came before they actually became NFL fans. Yes, he waited too long to get there, but if there is a silver lining people looked back at those Green Bay Packer teams when maybe they wouldn't have taken the time otherwise?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think two things there. He was amazing because he waited 45 years. And so if you want to talk about Randy getting in on his first attempt or Tio having to just wait until attempt number three, how about having to wait 45 years? Mm. So I think in that case, it's great. Uh, The the, the speech that I don't think got a lot of attention or the uh, enshriny that probably got the least amount of attention because he wasn't a player, but for these days of fantasy football and roster construction and drafting and to me Bobby Bethard was unbelievable i mean if you look back at it you're talking he was a pro personnel guy for the dolphins in the 70s he was there for the perfect season in 72 so he essentially helped build Don Shula's dolphins in the 70s and the redskins of the 80s right. and obviously people that are that old know it uh Joe Gibbs was able to do with three different quarterbacks, yep. but that didn't get as much attention. Um, to me, he's just as important as Bill Polian, and I know obviously because of T.O. and because of some of the outspoken guys and the way some of the speeches went in terms of the, the energy, the unprecedented nature of some of the things, that maybe he didn't get as dupe But on your previous point, I would say that I agree look I'm forty but I'm forty Ken probably going on sixty versus 40 going on 20 <laughs> right. and so I think the Hall of Fame is one of those moments once a year where we can actually just uh take a look back at sports history and appreciate it yep. a little bit I think right now it's all about you know what's happening now and if something happened with the Hawkeyes a week ago it's old fodder and we hit it and we're not coming back to it uh, on a local level or we're the same way on a national level like what's the big story with LeBron today you know signing with the Lakers is so old, you know, like what's now, 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 and I think sometimes you lose a lot of context and perspective. handful of times a year, Hall of Fame induction ceremony, same thing for the pro uh, for the pro basketball Hall of Fame, and maybe you see that in other ways too. The Masters is kind of a place that I'm saying this in a positive way is somewhat stuck in time, and I think in those types of situations. You get a few moments to relax and reflect because in every other genre of sports media, it's all about what's next and what's happening now. And often what has happened gets lost.
2: Zubin uh, from the Hall of Fame weekend to another story that dominated the sports weekend, and that is Urban Meyer and Ohio State. Uh, The lawyer for Courtney Smith comes out today, says Ohio State never contacted her client. Uh, A lot of back and forth that is happening from the initial reports and to today what has changed in your mind and how do you think this is going to play out or is it still too early
5: i think it's still too early but i do think the one real difference and obviously i think there's a local tie for you guys is you know gene smith, gene smith yeah. factor yeah. i mean that's a big big factor it and is obviously don't exactly myself. itself we'll have to see what the investigation yields and then obviously the investigation will go to some sort of recommendation or suggestion through the board of trustees and the president but we'll see how that happens I think the one thing for me that's probably changed more than anything, um, and again, um, sometimes we were discussing with two insular because generally most people are getting their information obviously from the media, and the media generally raged at the fact that Urban Meyer lied to them is when in fact if you fired every coach that lied to the media, I don't know how many coaches would be left. But I think a lot of times from a fan perspective, I don't think is bent out of shape about the – Gotcha moment, right? I mean, I didn't know anything about this. And then you sort of, you know, juxtapose that to the comment he said in Big Ten media days. I think he used the word mislead. I think everybody knows exactly what happened. But I think the media is more tied up in that than the general public is. Uh, They just don't want to have that as an affront. Now, I will say I've worked with Brett McMurphy on numerous occasions, one of my favorite guys to work with. When Urban Meyer essentially came out and said, I don't know why somebody would make that story up. To me, that's a euphemism for you're questioning my credibility, integrity, and sources, and as a reporter at any point what you do, you're only as good as your reputation. And so I think McMurphy, obviously, last Wednesday dropped that huge bomb on Urban Meyer. I don't think he did that out of spite. I think he he just had a lot more information. He was continuing to corroborate it and work for it. Urban probably had no idea what he had. But I do think when Urban Meyer came out and said that, it really probably set McMurphy off, just like it would set you off if you guys had your reputation impugned for something that you said or didn't say or whatever. Difference, trend, I would say is that Urban Meyer, if there is a medium to be had here, if there's some sort of compromise, the letter of the law does say he has to take it to a Title IX coordinator. I mean, that is the letter of the law. Obviously, I think most people tend to believe that they're trying to do everything they can to keep him, um, not do everything they to fire him. If they wanted to do everything to fire him and get rid of him, let's remember, he's 73-8. Let that sink in for a second. Uh-huh. He's 73-8. If they wanted to fire him, they could just simply say, here's the rule. You're supposed to go to a Title IX coordinator. You didn't. It's over. I think we all know it's the other way. They want to try to keep him. And so what Meyer basically said was, look, I pushed this up the chain of command, so don't give me this hear no evil, see no evil, bury my head in the sand. I knew about it. I'm sorry I lied about it. Not a fireable offense to the media, but I pushed it up the chain. I'm Urban Meyer. I'm the head football coach. I don't have too many superiors, but I did follow this up and move it up the chain with a superior. So while he didn't follow the letter of the the intent of the law, which is move it up, admit it, make sure something happens, make sure people are aware. Is that enough of a compromise where people can say, you know what, he tried to do the right thing. He didn't bury his head in the sand. And that is something we didn't know at this time last week when we spoke, that he indeed did try to move it up the chain. Will that be enough? Remains to be seen. But for those people that say he absolutely did nothing or didn't do enough, I would agree with that person, but I still think Urban could come out and say, well, actually, I did do a little something. So that's a little nugget we didn't really know about. True. It's just a matter of how that will be viewed.
1: Yeah, and it came out in in, uh, in his own hand on Friday because he was the one that released it, and then all of a sudden Gene Smith got caught up in this thing. I couldn't agree with you more. And Zubin, I, I do hope he is fired. If indeed uh, you know that there is somewhat of a cover-up there, I don't think there's any room for that. I really don't, especially after you know this isn't the first time that this has happened uh, in that relationship. So So let's do this from a football perspective because – you know, I think that there's a lot of people that, you know, if Urban Meyer's not going to be there, that this team is all of a sudden, you know, 8-4 and four worthy. Um, I don't buy that necessarily, and I don't know anything about Ryan Day, I'll be honest with you, I don't know a thing about him, but he's the guy that's, um, you know, as the acting head coach right now, is, I mean, maybe we shouldn't even be talking about this, but I'm going to ask you anyways, what difference does it make of, football-wise if Urban Meyer isn't there?
5: I think it makes a difference. Um, I, I understand that Luke Fickle did not replace Urban Meyer. Luke Fickle preceded Urban Meyer. But if you kind of take a look at what Luke Fickle did and then take a look at what Urban Meyer did, a little bit different. It's a little apples and oranges because one's not stepping in for the other. But if you take a look at the year-to-year difference, right? Luke Fickle came in. He was 6-7, and seven, had rarely been a coach, really hadn't done anything. Urban Meyer comes in first year 12-0, oh, boom. <laughs> right? I mean, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, at that year, Ohio State was on probation. They couldn't go to the Big Ten title game. But that just goes to show you what a great coach can do. Ryan Day's never decided what are we going to do on fourth and two against Michigan with a chance yeah, to maybe point. win the Big Ten. Right, yep. that's never been done. Now, a couple of things about Ryan Day: he joined the staff last year. Obviously, he does have guys he can lean on like Greg Schiano and Kevin Wilson. Obviously, those guys. I'm a little biased. I don't think tying Schiano to Penn State um, is fair but it did happen and obviously cost him the Tennessee job. Kevin Wilson was mm-hmm. booted at in Indiana because of alleged player abuse right. in some ways. So obviously those two guys can't lead the program um, because I think it's obviously a public relations nightmare, uh, but Day can certainly lean on them. Now day is an interesting guy. He's 39. He's never been a head coach at any level of football prior to this ascension. He played quarterback for chip Kelly, Before Chip got to Oregon, so he can lean on Chip a little bit. He was with Chip in the NFL with Philadelphia and San Francisco uh, as well. So he kind of comes from that offensive mindset, and Ohio State certainly does have a lot of great skill position players. Our Edward Ashoff, I think, has been in Columbus since Friday. He's one of our college football reporters. I think he's going to be there until tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, when I was speaking with him. And he essentially said the team is locked in, doing well. Um, They do have a quarterback they really trust and rely on in Haskins. And I think that could really be a key uh, because they are loaded in that particular sense. They have Oregon state in their first game, Oregon state's Las Vegas win total is 2.5 over <laughs> under. So that's a September one game. They can probably get through Oregon state no matter what. And then we'll see what ends up happening. But I do think if you take out urban Meyer, I think that's it. I mean, I don't want to you know put this too grandiose, you know, that's the Spurs without Greg Popovich. That's the bulls without Phil Jackson. I mean, you're taking out a guy that's got gigantic, big game experience gigantic motivational tactics a guy that respect that in can commands respect and fear like if Ohio State were to start 2 and 2 I don't think it's out of the question that a bunch of 18 to 22 year olds would be like who is this dude we need coach back versus if Ohio State were to start 2 and 2 or let's say lost two games last year to Iowa got blown out of course against Iowa and it got blown out against Oklahoma, um, they still had an outside shot on the final day of the season when we went to the college football playoff committee rankings. They still felt they had an outside shot, even though I think the committee said afterwards, Look, we're never going to let you in after losing like that to Iowa. But they certainly felt as like a two-lost team and winners of the Big Ten, we've got as much of a good shot to get the four-spot as anyone. That's the difference. Meyer can lose two games, get blown out in two games. The team can still rally and win the Big Ten. If Ryan Day stubs his toe and loses two games, I don't think they will be able to rally and win the Big Ten. That's why I think coaching and just that presence on the sideline means a ton.
2: Zubin, uh, coming up in 25 days, college game day. We'll take the airwaves again Saturday morning. Getting ready for the college football day, and they're making their way to South Bend, where it all began with the first ever road trip for college game day. Michigan, the game Is that true? Off- I didn't know that. Yeah. Is yeah. that right? Been off the schedule for a number of years now, going back to twenty fourteen, the last time the Wolverines and Irish played. How excited are you to see the guys out there in South Bend? And well, did the bosses make the right decision sending them there with some other good games going on that weekend?
5: I think that's a huge game. I mean, I think if you're a Pac Twelve fan, you could, I mean, reasonably argue like, hey, look, Washington's playing Auburn. If Washington loses that game, I mean, you can already start the drumbeat for what's the deal with the Pac-12 on day one, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could honestly do that. Now, this is also cool for Auburn. They'll be playing their third straight game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, right? They played the SEC championship game there. They played their bowl game there, and now they're going to play mm-hmm. Washington there. Cool story. Um, I think you've obviously got the Alabama story, which is interesting, but I think minus Lamar Jackson, the opponent is not Year, I, think. No. I think if you do a process of elimination, you really get to a point where this game that you mentioned, like you said, the first college game day road show, 1993. Um, this is because I think it's an early test Notre Dame, but more importantly, for Jim Harbaugh and Brian Kelly. And I think that's really important. Obviously, with Jim's struggles and the quote-unquote struggles in the Big Ten East have been chronicled, never finished higher. Then third, Notre Dame's just had tough finishes the rest of the way. Last year, they started 8-1, and one, lost two of their final four games, and really stumbled down the stretch. So I think they made the right call because obviously the two brands are amazing. But at the same token, I, you, know, you never want to say anything too early, but I do think this could be a huge sort of litmus test game for both Harbaugh and Kelly. I think in some ways they're both kind of on a hot seat, although I'm not really convinced either could go, I think either could win nine games and be fine again or eight wins and honestly be fine again. But there seems to be a prevailing notion that these guys are on a hot seat. Like I said, I think they're fine. But if you're telling me two of the biggest brands have two coaches that have to have a prove-it season and they're playing in week one, Mm. and I don't know if you've ever been to Notre Dame. I've had the opportunity to go there. It's an unbelievable atmosphere. Um, I went there a couple years ago for a Michigan State game uh for espn Uh, i just think it's an easy choice uh from that perspective and it's one of the great venues in the sport Mm -hmm. so i think it'll be great um there's a lot of great games opening weekend but um this is actually one where we're not going to spotlight one particular whatever the case would be it's actually more about the coaches and i think that's interesting
1: Zuba Mahente from ESPN is our guest. Zubin, last thing for you um, this time last week, you were embarking in a two-day college football seminar with uh, some of your ESPN colleagues. Um, what did you what uh, What did you learn about? I uh, mean, I'm assuming it was all to do with this upcoming season, kind of going like uh, back to school, and educational process. But what was the college football seminar all about?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it just goes down to some of it was like inside baseball, like how are we making things. Uh, better on TV, how do we make the TV product a little bit better? But I think some of the the bigger issues are like when you talk about the red shirt rule, so that was like a big one that was discussed. And if you really think about it, the red shirt rule is interesting, but it doesn't really apply to the overall majority of players. you know what I mean? Uh, even guys that decide the red shirt, let's just say anybody can take that red shirt, but who, if they take that red shirt, would be a true impact loss? And I think that's where we want to mitigate it. Yeah, it's a new rule. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, Jalen Hurts was caught up in the middle of it, possibly. And there's other players that are caught up, yeah, in the middle of it, possibly. But, you know, we're always kind of scaling back and saying, you know, if this rule was implemented to 95% of the guys in the sport, probably wouldn't be a huge deal. Um, So always just sort of think about when we're talking to the audience or when we're talking to fans, what really makes it work for their team. And that's where college football is a little bit unique in the NFL. You know, I have 120 teams now, I think, in the SDS, and you got 32 in the NFL, and you got thirty in the NBA, but really we're only paying attention to a handful of teams <laughs> in the NBA. And so you can make those storylines a lot more crystallized and clear. In college football, you're going week to week with a completely different set of circumstances, not just in each game, but in each league. And so when we want to talk about things like redshirting or anything else that we feel is like a big issue, you have to say to yourself, is that a big issue for Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and USC? (laughs) Mm. Or is that a big deal for everyone? And I think sometimes you do get into the one-size-fits-all, and what works for Boise State and Houston isn't the same for Texas and Florida. And I think sometimes there's a one-size-fits-all sort of brand we have to look at because at the end of the day, the game still is 60 minutes, four quarters, 15 minutes, a quarter, but no two games, especially in college football, are made alike. And we just had to had that hammered home. And just think about when you're talking about Iowa State, does the team that they're playing, do they know the story of Kyle Kemp, one of the best stories in college football? The Cyclone fans know that story. But does the non-conference opponent they're playing before they get into Big 12 play, do they really know about this guy's journey? Do they have any idea mm. how good David Montgomery is, Montgomery is? And why would they? I mean, you know, they're a fan of somebody in the Mountain West or the American or the Southern Conference or the Pac-12. So while it might be old hat to you guys, you almost have to think about it and say, with these two fan bases coming together, what does one fan base need to know about the other, not just hammering home information they already know about their own team? And Iowa State's just a great example of that. I think if you went to a casual college football fan and said, do you know anything about Kyle Kemp or David Montgomery, with the latter being one of the best running backs in America. They might not be able to tell you who David Montgomery is. So sometimes the idea is just scale back, keep it simple, and make sure we're hammering the big, big storyline.
1: Wonderful visit as always, Zubin. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you. Zubin Mahente, ESPN. Before we go to break, friends at Catch Des Moines have asked us to remind you that the farmer's market season is in full swing. Beaverdale tonight, 4100 Urbandale Avenue from 4 until 730. Durant is in the mix. You Blue Jays from 6 to 8 tonight on uh, Lincoln Street Northeast, 102 Lincoln Street Northeast. Where else? Eastside Des Moines, uh, 3200 Delaware. They have a farmer's market tonight uh johnston the uh northwest 62nd avenue and merle hay road i think that is all the tuesday farmers markets taking place tonight that message uh brought to us by our friends at catch des moines trent and i will be back after this timeout. mitch holtis and hawkeye swarming in the one o'clock hour it's the ken miller show on 1700 kbgg
2: wolfconstruction.net
4: It's one thing to be aware of
2: breast cancer. It's another to do something about it. Here's to the heroes who lift each other up and make a difference. Who get out there, take action. Every step, every dollar every voice matters. Join us in the fight against breast cancer and be a hero. Get registered today for the Susan
4: G. Komen Des Moines Race for the Cure on October 27, and help us provide life-saving research and breast health services to women in our community. Visit KomenGreaterIowa.org slash DMRace to get registered today. Showplace Kitchens is changing our name to Showplace Cabinetry Design Center. What hasn't changed is the commitment of our professional design staff to help you create a showplace of your very own. Come see us
0: at 3200 100th Street, Urbandale. Monsanto Boone production is hiring open interviews Tuesday 1 to 4 p.m. Monsanto, EOAA employer
1: when posting on most job sites you get candidates I'm the sales director, I'm the, you're sales sales director I'm you're the sales I'm the
5: sales director you're looking for
1: but when you post on indeed.com you get the candidates just right for you
5: I'm a sales director with an MBA over 10 years experience who's also fluent in Japanese.
1: With Indeed, you can add screener questions for a less time-consuming route to your short list of qualified candidates. Arigato. Hiring's better when you've got your short list. Save time on hiring when you post a job on Indeed. Get started today at indeed.com hire. I'm Jay
4: Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive rate shield approval.
3: First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com.
2: Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply.
1: Suicide prevention starts with everyday heroes like you. Join us on Sunday, September the 16th at DMac Campus in Ankeny as we walk to fight suicide and raise awareness about mental health. Be a part of a movement turning hope into action and create a culture that's smart about mental health. Funds raised at the walks will benefit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. You can find out more by going to AFSP.org.
0: You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: All right, welcome back. Our final oh, 60 seconds or so this uh, hour. We're back with the one o'clock hour. Um... The Ohio State, the Urban Meyer thing, with Gene Smith uh, getting you know tossed into it, as Urban mm-hmm. Meyer did, and if he deserves to be, I'm glad he did. Uh, because if he did report it up the chain, as it's seemingly, if you're to believe, Meyer, that that happened, uh, I don't know how Gene Smith is going to come out of this one unscathed.
2: He also is looking at two scandals. Right, the wrestling, watch. yes. Uh, and Jim trussell
1: Well, and Jim Trussell preceded, but the wrestling scandal is 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 a big deal.
2: Yes, there's a lot going on Mm -hmm. here. How old is Gene Smith, anyway?
1: Oh, God, Trent, I don't know. Mid-60s? That's
2: what I was thinking. Somewhere in that neighborhood? This was the retirement. Maybe the retirement's going to be coming a lot sooner, though, than he anticipated.
1: Yeah, maybe he won't get the side when he he gets that watch or whatever it is. We will come back uh, with the 1 o'clock hour. Mitch Holtis will join us on the Kansas City Chiefs. Hawkeye Swarm at about 125 with Doc Fuller and Trent. As we continue on here, it's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG.
0: Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough.
2: An old favorite is back again with the new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch, everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's. Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road.
4: South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. Save more with Liberty
3: Mutual Insurance.
0: Hey, what are you doing up here on the roof? I want to tell the world I just met the woman of my dreams. Well, what about you? I want to tell the world that Liberty Mutual saved me $782. Liberty did what? They saved me 700 Eighty-two bucks. Oh, you go first, then. Seven hundred eighty-two bucks really puts finding love into perspective.
3: Visit us online to get a quote, and you could save seven hundred and eighty-two dollars. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide new customer survey, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, equal housing insurer.
0: What do you hear? Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Rufa Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your
3: daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof
0: it
5: once, roof it right, right roofing.
0: It's not too late to rent the ha-